What's up, everybody? Welcome to the talk. Thank you so much for tuning in today and hanging out with us. You are hanging out with Mr. I forgot what I was saying there for a second. You ever just like have that moment where you're like, wait a second, what, what was my mouth just now saying? But uh, yes, you, are hang, <laughs> you are hanging out with Pootie T and Nate. Thank you so much for being with us. Mr. Pootie T is the commissioner, the founder, the guru for uh, the Madden Balmer of the OMFL, the world's, as far as I know, longest online CFM in the world, 20 years and counting. And uh, yeah, we're together to t for the talk to talk about some Madden 20. It is all the rage. I think people are having some withdrawal symptoms. The beta overall seemed to be a hit, but I guess that's exactly what you and I are going to get to talk about today. So how you doing on a Friday night after a long week? Your, your partner here can't talk. Words are not my friend today. But how are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just uh, glad it's Friday, you know, and uh, getting through another work week. Um, doing pretty good, though. Can't complain. It's nice, nice weather here. It's about 75 degrees today. Kind of loving it. It, it hasn't been 75 still waiting for uh like somebody just to say yes here's a thousand million dollars just go and play madden all the time but until that happens we unfortunately do have to work let's talk about some madden 20 man it seemed to be a pretty popular hit the beta dropped it was closed we talked about that on our last show not the the greatest in the whole wide world but Overall, what were your thoughts about Madden 20, the beta, and then we'll start digging into parts that you really liked. Uh, overall, I felt like the gameplay was a lot better than Madden 19. Um, everyone who's played it has said this. and I, I, I think that was the understatement of the year just now. Yeah. Um, every, you know, every, the player movement felt smoother than it has in the past. You know, last year it kind of felt like... You didn't fully have control over your player sometimes, and it was kind of, I want to describe it as kind of hitchy. You know, sometimes your player made weird moves and lost too much momentum. Um, it was good to see it that it was smoother, but it wasn't like back in the old, you know, five or six years ago, it felt like we were running on ice. We yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just glide all over the place and swerve. and uh, It wasn't like that, but it was smooth. So that was uh, that was pretty good to see. So give it a grade. I mean, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, no, but give it a grade. If it were, we were in school, are you giving it an A, are you giving it a C, are you filling it with an F? Give it a grade overall. Uh, all right, so gameplay, I'll give it I'll give it a B minus. Last year I considered it a D minus to an F, so it's a pretty good improvement, you know, over, overall. Um, franchise... I got to give it a D as far as like, as far as an improvement over last year, it really wasn't that much of one. I didn't feel. Um, so I kind of have to give it two grades because I have to separate those two things because they're not really the same, but that's, you know, that was all I focused on when I played in the beta was franchise and gameplay. So I, th I thought the gameplay was, was really improved over last year. Well, I mean, I hate to be this guy, but if, if we have to pick, right, like, the game was pretty much a disaster in 18 and 19. I mean, that's hard for anybody to debate. I think I've even gotten there with myself in, for 19, um, where I, it, boy, it's really hard after playing 20, even the beta, to go back and play 19. But if we have to pick, if you want really good gameplay, if you want really great, crisp gameplay with the least amount go back and watch the last the talk podcast where we really broke down some of the latest madden 20 news uh, before the beta drop which would you rather because for me um the gameplay and, and we talked about this again last time i don't want to keep referring back to that but i i'll take uh this franchise mode with this gameplay over last year's gameplay with a super deep, deep franchise mode, right? Because again, gameplay is what we all show up for, and that's got to be super crisp, crisp for us to enjoy a whole cycle of Madden. Um, and I think that they definitely took a step there, but they gave us some little things, but we know that they didn't like really dive deep into franchise. Um, so if like you got to pick between those two. Is it asking too much, or, or do you think that we should be able to get both? 
uh, well, to your question, I would I would definitely say gameplay would have to be over franchise at this point, just because of how bad the gameplay has been recently. But to your second point, I would say this: there are two dev teams, one for franchise, one for gameplay. So focus like making gameplay better should not take away from the franchise team making franchise better. That's why they have two different dev teams to work on these things. EA makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year, which I'm not against a company making money, but I'm just saying you're making that kind of money off of just this game alone. You can do better than that. And, you know, I look at 2K, you know, NBA 2K, you go back and look at their last year's franchise updates that they did alongside with their gameplay improvements that they did. So it can be done. So I don't think it's expecting and I don't think it's asking too much of a company with that amount of resources to say you can do better on both fronts. And you don't and you shouldn't have to just say, well, we're just gonna do better on one side this year and not the other one's gonna have to suffer. Like that should not be the case. If this was like an indie an indie group, kind of like uh, Maxim football or Axis football, I could see it then because they don't have the resources they don't have the dev teams that EA has. So I could see it in that sense for someone like that. But for EA, I, I, I refuse to give them any excuse or any slack in saying, well, at least you did the gameplay. You know, franchise had to suffer because of it because to me, that's just bogus. No, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I don't know how exactly it works over there, but I think that that can be a fair assessment. We do have the EA uh, Madden 20 website up. They call it Gridiron Notes. And so if you've missed anything, any of the news that has dropped over the last, I don't know, probably two months or so, I think that, yeah, they started on in May. Um, please go back and, and check out the Gridiron Notes. We got that up just so that you guys can check that out. Uh, there's nothing really new that has dropped since the beta. I think June 21st was their last thing, and it was really about mo- uh, the mobile game that was coming out. Um, but let's talk about a little pros and cons list. We can definitely add franchise to your cons list, but what were some of the pros of the game in the beta version um, that you really, really enjoyed? Well, let's see. First of all was the lack of super jumping linebackers to make interceptions. That's that's an awesome improvement. I mean, it's been needed. People have been asking for it for the last, I don't know, eight or ten years now. <laughs> like, stop letting these linebackers jump 15 feet in the air and get these interceptions. And, you know, in the beta, I saw numerous instances where the ball was literally just over the linebacker's head. And he would, I almost want to say it, it was almost like they made it to where he couldn't jump at all. Like, he looked like he tried to reach his hand up, but he didn't get any lift off the ground, so the ball went over his head. But I don't care. That's cool, you know, because I would rather see that than I would see the linebackers jumping up 15 feet in the air. So that was a great thing to see that came, you know, that came into play with this. Um, the X factors, you know, we talked about in other podcasts, you know, I was kind of nervous that that might be kind of too easy to do or overpowering. I ran through numerous games. I only play, I only played against the computer in the beta when I played it. Um, four or five plays or something you know it wasn't it didn't overpower anything but what i liked about it was and i think it's something that people are going to have to adjust to this year you really have to pay attention to who was on the other side of the ball from you now in the past you really you kind of did but it really wasn't that important but now it's going to be that important if you've got a if you're facing a good defensive lineman you're going to make you're going to want to make sure your halfback is helping block more often than not you know so the X Factor stuff, I liked it. You know, some some people didn't. I, like I said, I had doubts about it. They proved me wrong on it. I'm glad they did. I didn't think it was overpowered. I thought it was balanced well. Same thing for RPOs. I was afraid that was going to be overpowered. Let, let, let's. Let, I, I just want to go back for just a second. Let's talk about okay. X Factor, right? Because it it's one of the hot button topics. Of course, it's it's what a lot of people are calling backs of the box back-of-the-box features. A lot of people are super excited about it, but I've also seen some of the guys in my league who didn't get their hands on it that were really negative towards it, and, and I found that funny because they actually didn't get to touch it. Let me just take a second and say what's up to Bryce and Kev. Thank you guys for being in there. I actually don't have my phone next to me, so I, I can't chat with you guys, but I see that Pootie's doing that for me. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. We really do appreciate the support. Um, we're just trying to put out good content for Daddy Leagues and, and trying to do something that you guys enjoy, and 
I think, again, Pudi and I, I think, bring a unique perspective because of how long we've both been doing this. Um, but the X Factors, I played a game. Uh, I, let me just, up front, I love it. I love everything about it. Um, yeah. Is it absolutely perfect? No, but it's really freaking good. And and yeah. here's here's the things that I really liked about it is um, I played the Dallas Cowboys. So played, we set up a franchise and um, wanted to, that's all I really care about. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not playing head-to-head. I want franchise. I want to mess with sliders. I did. I, I messed with sliders. We messed with XP. We did trades. We did free agents. Like we really just, that's all I did. We just stayed in franchise. I didn't do anything else. Um, and man, I'll be honest, we did mess with some sliders, A, just to kind of get a jump start uh, to see kind of what it would do if we messed with sliders, like did it really jack up the gameplay. Um, and with just little minor, minor tweaks, Man, the game felt so dang good. Um, but I'll say that I played Saints versus Cowboys, you know, in week whatever it was. And Elliott, uh, who in Madden 19 is a really good running back and yeah. can get a lot of yards. For us, we had to get really good sliders to be able to do that. But he's a good running back. But he was a difference maker in my game on Madden 20 versus him, as he should have been. I mean, he was a right. guy – that I had in the I, like I found myself for the first time in many years, Pootie, like literally scrapping, just thinking about like mixing up my play calls and like you know trying to we were moving things around like trying to find glitches or right? trying to find issues with the game. I found myself like actually getting caught up and like figuring out how am I going to stop this dude. Like, right. I, I got to figure out, like, how to slide my team. Am I blitzing? Am I not going to blitz? Am, am I going to open myself up to the – like, it was – when I when it was over, it was frustrating in, like, the second because I was giving up five, six yards. He was just running me over. He got his X factor. He was just a monster. And then in the second half, I was able to make the adjustments. My team adjusted, and we were able to kind of rein him in a little bit. And I was like, that was so much fun. It, like, players, difference makers – felt like difference makers i had cam jordan on the saints he didn't really do too much then all of a sudden bam he picks up his second sack of the game and he gets red hot and then before you know it three of the next five passes the guy was dropping you know way back you know he because he had like third and long or whatever he gets two sacks including a game winner safety because it was like third and 25 and the guy slid no protection he didn't leave somebody in the block he didn't you know do anything to to keep cam from coming in and gave up you know two out of three plays gave up a sack including the game winning safety and on the other side i played uh uh donald uh uh, donald not donald listen to me uh um what's his name aaron aaron donald uh he was destroying me the first half of the game to a point where I'm like, holy cow, like I'm going to have to start sliding protection. I'm going to have to start IDing the mic. I'm going to leave a tight end. I'm going to leave a running back in on this pass. And like I had to like start to game plan for this difference maker. And, yeah, he got mm-hmm. X Factor on me one time. And then after that, we were able to shut it down. And it, it really was extremely fun. It made really good players feel like really good players. Uh, again, I got Michael Thomas on my game. In Madden 19, I cut Michael Thomas year one because he was useless. He had 89 speed. He couldn't get separation. He wasn't yeah. a difference maker like he is in real life. And on Madden yeah. 20, he was a difference maker, man. He was catching yeah. passes. He was doing crisp routes. He, he has the double team feature, so even if you throw it up, he'll go up and get it. It was so much freaking fun to have a game changer like that that actually felt like a game changer. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, you know, like I said, I, I had my doubts about it. I, I vocalized them in the last couple of podcasts. You know, I was concerned as I think a lot of sim players were concerned. Like, is this going to be overpowering? I, I really honestly did not think it was. I do think that it made you notice the like the stars on each team. And like you said, it, you've got to focus on this. And that's, you know, that's something people are going to have to adjust to instead of just crying and saying well this is overpowered no you've got to learn to adjust to what's going on and if you've got a great defensive line on your face you you're gonna have to block your run backer your, your running back more often than not you know you're gonna have to otherwise you're gonna give up sacks i mean that's that's just the way but that's that's how it works in real life right i mean you know they double team those guys a lot who are really good defensive linemen so 
people are going to have to adjust to it. I like it because, like I said, I, I really think, especially in online leagues, people are going to have to adjust to the fact that you're going to have to pay attention to who's on the other team on the field. And you're going to have to figure out ways to, to and I, and you don't always have to focus on them, but you just need to know where they are. You, you know, you need to know where they're lining up. You're going to have to focus on these things and it's going to, it's going to come into your game planning each week. It's going to make it, I think, I think it makes it more fun. Like you said, I mean, just you want star players and we've yeah. asked for this for years that we've all asked for, we want a star players to be star players, not just players who are fast become stars, you know, because that's really how, like, like your example with Thomas, you know, last year he was 89. You cut him year one because he couldn't get separation, which is not, that's not what he does in real life. You know, you want him to play like his real life counterpart. So even if he isn't the fastest guy on the field, he's still very valuable to the Saints in real life and he should be to you. So uh, I, I really love, I really loved the way I felt, I thought it felt balanced on both sides of the ball. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Yeah, the tell me other, tell me other pros because I stopped you. Oh, okay. Um, that was another one I thought was going to be overpowered. Um, you know, I tried numerous plays when I was, you know, when I was playing it. I had to run on me some. Um, I never thought it was overpowered, and mainly because they're short passes. You ain't got time to throw no long, deep pass on these things. You're either handing the ball off or you're passing the five yards slant, you know, at most. A lot of times it's just like a wide receiver screen or something like that, too. And you've got to make a split decision what you're going to do. So I like that aspect. I, I can see and see and see and see someone just wanting to run them all game. You know, um, that might become an issue in online leagues. But as far as it being, you know, one play touchdowns, it's not a thing. It's just, I mean, maybe if you're on like the five-yard line, you know, when you throw a slant, you might get a one-yard, you know, a one-play touchdown pass. But that, it's, it's no big plays in it that I saw. I, but I thought it added a lot of, a lot of extra content to gameplay, to your game planning, to what you're, you know, focusing on, on defense. You know, if you're facing someone who might run it, you're having to figure out, okay, if I blitz this guy, is this going to, am I going to end up leaving somebody over here wide open for a slant on me? You know, and you've got to, you got to kind of pick your poison on it. So I kind of like it. I liked it a lot. I thought it felt good. It didn't feel overpowered. Um, another thing that wasn't really talked about by EA, um, like it's not a feature that they talked about being fixed, but something that I noticed, I never one time saw a warping interception, you know, where the guys will warp nope. five, five yards in a half of a second. Like they're totally not in place for the pick, but somehow they magically warp five yards and pick it off. Like I never saw that one time. I saw numerous interceptions, but they all looked legit. They didn't, they didn't feel cheap. They didn't, you know, no one was warping out of place. You know, I, that was one that to me, that was almost my favorite thing I yep. saw just because it wasn't something that they talked about. Yep. I, but it's I, been a huge, it's been a huge legacy issue yep. that has really ticked me off for the last decade. I got to tell um, this story. It, it so okay. we were playing, um, I don't remember who I was playing. It was, it was in the franchise, right? I had my saints and, uh, I tried to stick with one team because it gave me a, a better feel for like glitches and I could see different things and other guys were kind of swapping around. But, um, it was like late in the half. He's trying to drive and score. He's, he's at his you know 35, and he runs um, just like a fly route. And he tries to get behind the cornerback, but I'm playing a, a cover two man. And so, of course, I had that fly route covered up pretty easily. My, he throws it towards the back of the end zone where there's you know two or three yards there. Um, cornerback in the front, receiver in the middle, safety in the back. Overthrows the receiver, which was kind of cool to see. The receiver goes up to get it. He can't quite get there. The safety holds him off with one arm. So he holds him off with his left arm, is in the air with the receiver, and picks it off with the right arm. Two feet in, interception, going back the other way. It was the coolest animation. It was the coolest play. It just freaking worked, and it was really, really awesome. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, a... Everything that I everything that I saw as far as player movement, I never saw anything that I thought that didn't look realistic as far as far as people warping out of place and you know stuff like that. I, that was to me that was a, a nice thing to see and improved. Um, another thing that I don't know this they didn't really talk about this and I seen this on one play that I would describe was ball tangibility. Like I 
let's see, I was playing on defense and the wide receiver caught the ball. I hit him and caused him to fumble. But when I hit him so hard, caused his, he was in running motion. So his right leg came up. Well, the ball hits his knee as his leg is coming up. Well, that changes the trajectory of the ball and it looks realistic like it should. And then his foot comes up and catches the ball on the, on the tip of his shoe, which changes it to a different direction, which it just so happened that I had a linebacker that was right there that ended up catching it. Like he didn't warp over to catch it. Like that's the freaking ball was great, actually, isn't it? The ball was actually like kicked to him, but like it wasn't like the guy was trying to kick it. It was just his momentum of him moving his leg when the ball came out, and it and it hit each point and it turned different direction. So that was to me that was pretty amazing to see. You know, a big question that you had as we kind of went into this was around run blocking, right? We didn't get to see a lot of videos on run blocking. You kind of pointed that out. It really was. Uh, the trick plays and, and kind of all the passing plays. And, and I do want to go back and talk about uh, RPOs. But what about the run blocking? Did you get to play around? What, first, what modes did you play? You know, did you play some franchise? Did you just play online head-to-head? Um, and then how was the run blocking, in your opinion? Well, I only played in franchise, and I only played against the computer. I played on all pro default settings. didn't change anything. Um, played on sim mode, of course. Um, the run blocking, in all honesty, it didn't really feel that much better than Madden 19. I've seen, you know, several instances where I had a pull and guard or someone was coming across and there was a linebacker coming across and he should see him and cut him off, but he doesn't. And the linebacker runs past him and tackles my guy in the backfield. I still saw that, you know, numerous times. I still, I mean, I was using the Jags. In most games, I was still averaging over three yards a carry, though. So it's not like I couldn't run the ball. It's just I hate seeing those things like that when really the linebacker, the lineman should see the linebacker coming, and he's right. I mean, he's literally right beside him. He should at least put his hand out and push him or something, you know, anything, just something. But he just ignores him. I still saw that. That's still a legacy thing. Um, I don't think that they worked on, you know, run blocking. You know, I just, it doesn't look like it from what I saw. I, I run the ball a lot in my league. So I ran the ball quite a bit in this. And it's, it felt pretty much the same other than I felt I had more control over my running back because, it, you know, again, back to the smoothness of the player movement. So that kind of helped um, offset it some, but I still feel like the run blocking was not, it's not where it needs to be. No, I kind of found the same thing, you know, with some slider adjustments, not a ton. Uh, I think we went from, uh, you know, default 50 up to 60. Um, it did play a little bit better. It was still hard. Um, and, yeah, you definitely seen, you know, I found uh, fullback reacted a little bit better. I found that the fullback was uh, more responsive to kind of hit the hole. Uh, I will say it's more of a player movement thing than it was blocking but it was really nice to see that you could hit a little hole. That you, if there was just a sliver there, that you could, you could left to right it hit that little hole without you know seeing those big jerky movements that we've seen in 19. Um, but I yeah. definitely did see a couple of times right where those offensive linemen, they're there. You know they should have that play. They should be there to make that play. Uh, whether it's a, a linebacker shooting the gap, whether it is uh, you know. A, a cornerback coming off the edge, right? There should be somebody there, um, yeah. and they would let them go. Now, I will say that ID in the mic um, helps a little bit with that, but even as that play's progressing, um, let's say a pulling guard, right, pulls, shoots through the hole, like that guard should be grabbing the first guy to his left, right? If he's coming from the yeah. left, he should shoot that hole, hit the first guy, whether it's a linebacker, whether it's a safety, whatever. Um, you don't always see that. Um, so I think it's improved, but as you said, not a ton has went into it, and it could definitely be better. Um, what about – let's the two things. Let's go RPOs, and then I want to talk about pass blocking slash pass rush, which is a, a super hot-button topic. But let's go RPOs because you kind of brought that up. What'd you think about the RPOs? To me, that was the area I was most worried about, not um, uh, the X factors as being overpowered. I was a little worried about how if it would be gimmicky, but I was super worried about run, the, the RPOs being overpowered, uh, that it was that back-of-the-box feature. Every time you ran it, it was going to work. Um, what'd you find running RPOs? 
Um, well, like I said, I found that it really comes down to you've got to make, if you're going to run them yourself on offense, you've got to make really good split-second decisions. Like, you either hand like some of them are set up to where if you don't hit, if you, when you hike the ball, if you don't automatically hold the wide receiver button, you will automatically hand it off. Then there are other ones that are set up to where you have the option to hand off or pass or the quarterback keeps it and runs with it. Um, but you've got to make quick, I mean, your decision has to be the second you hike it and the second you see the defense start to move, you've got to know where you're going with it. And if you, you don't, don't to, you're going to pay a price. Right, because, you know, if you if you hold the ball for more than, I think it was about a second and a half, it seemed like about a second and a half was what you had max to pass it. And if you waited longer than that, you were getting an illegal man downfield every single time. Or you'd so, also get, and as rightfully so, you would get this weird animation because your quarterback has turned all the way around to hand it off. And if you're pressing yeah. the receiver button, let's say, you know, let's say it's a... Uh, you know, a stretch to the right or a receiver screen to the left, if you wait too long, your quarterback's going to literally be all the way to his, uh, his you know, uh, right hand handing off that stretch play, and he's going to have to yeah. stop and turn all the way back around and do his wind-up and get it back in the screen. And it just yeah. it, it leads you to interceptions. It leads you to fumbles. It just leads you to some weird plays if you wait too long. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, like I said, I didn't think that they were overpowered. I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed trying to run them and trying to figure, you know, trying to learn when I should hand it off and when I should pass, you know. I enjoyed that aspect of trying to get that down. Like I said, I mean, I don't think I ever gained more than seven seven yards on, on any of them, that I, and I ran a bunch of them. I don't think I ever gained more than seven yards on one, so... Did you run uh, more one than the other, more of that the quick one or the longer ones where the quarterback could even keep them? I ran a mixture of all three. There's three different kinds, and I kind of ran a mixture of all three. I didn't never really run with a quarterback because I, he's not really a runner. So I didn't really run with him. I either handed it off or I passed it, basically, because I didn't have a running quarterback. So Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was – it was fun to use. It was. I think it adds a lot more to the game. And like I said, when it comes to playing in online leagues, I think people will have to really, you know, you'll have to know your opponent to know if he likes running them. And if he does, you know, like like I said, a lot of them, it seemed like you was either the wide receiver on the outside was either doing a slant in or it was like a screen pass to him. So, you know, you might would want to press that wide receiver that you think it might go to, you know, keep a defender in man on him even if you're playing zone you might want to audible you know the defender line up against him to man press to be up on him in case the ball does come over there maybe he can be close to a position to try to pick it off or, or at least knock it down or you know or just tackle him as soon as he gets it you know either one and then you can use your linebacker to try to focus on the run or something you know but it, I, I think it'll add you know it'll add a, another element to the gameplay and, and and our game planning against our opponents. Yeah, I really like them. Uh, I will say that that quick one where it's either a stretch or a handoff to the right or a quick screen to the left with two receivers on your left, if you run that against a man, uh, I mean against a, a zone concept, man, it's going to be a barn burner. Now, it, it was not overpowered. It did not act like it was overpowered by any stretch of the means, but I will say that uh, – I'm worried it's going to be overused. It's going to be abused, like yeah. in our league, because we really force guys to mix it up. I, this isn't about my league, but we're going to have to like put some things in place if you're a league that really wants to see guys mix up their play calls. Because I, I, I can't see online games where that's all they run, like just all RPOs, yeah. right? They're just all game, all all day long. Like that's going to get pretty annoying. And if you're a league that forces guys to mix it up, you're probably going to have to govern that a little bit, which which stinks a little bit, but. The play didn't feel like uh, it didn't feel like the pistol formation three years ago, right? Where the right. every play out of the pistol formation was was uh, just easy to to make happen. Um, yeah. Let's talk about pass rush. Let's talk about um, the offensive line blocking. Now it's it's the hot button topic right now. If you uh, got to play the beta and got to put in some feedback. It was one of the more disappointing things for me is to log in and see how many people were crying about quarterback windups and the pass rush because 
uh, man, I just thought it was spot on. It does take some getting used to, but that learning curve, in my opinion, is not very large. It's a pretty small learning curve, and you can get used to it pretty quickly. Um, but it is a hot button where some people just think it's too much, that the pass rush is too aggressive, and that it's it's got to be changed. It's got to be nerfed. It's got to be brought down. Uh, and for me, you know, and we can get into this discussion if you want, like, a, we don't know what they were playing on, if they were playing on arcade, if they were playing Pro Bowl. Like, there's so much that that leaves up uh, in the air. Now, I, I will say on Twitter, all the sim guys, all the franchise guys, even the mutt guys, man, they're out there saying, please don't nerf it, please don't nerf it, please don't nerf it. So hopefully it doesn't get nerfed. But I say, like, if it's too much for you, adjust sliders. You know, bring up that pass block slider. Um, you know, bring it up to where it, it is nerfed for you and your league. But... I really enjoyed it. You had to pay attention to your offensive line. You had to pay attention. Uh, Again, playing Aaron Donald, the Saints' safety on the better was like 70 overall. He was getting manhandled as he should, right? I had to start leaving people in. I had to start sliding protection. I had to start setting up plays that got me away from Donald. Um, That's fun, man, and it it adds an element. Now, I, I will say the counter argument has been that the pass rush actually covers up some flaws in the game and some coverage issues now um that is probably true in some areas and i'm getting a little nervous when you're like nerf the pass rush now we get to really see those issues are they try to patch those issues we've seen that last madden they try to patch one issue it causes five more issues and now we're just chasing our tail for all of madden 20 i don't i personally liked it I hope they leave it alone and maybe adjust the hair here and there uh, with some things. Maybe look at some of those coverage issues that guys were saying were there. Uh, but what do you think about the pass rush? Because I thought it was pretty spot on. I agree. I thought it was spot on. Um, you know, a lot of people have been used to having 8 to 10 seconds to pass in Madden for way too long. And I think that's why you saw that in the in the forums, the beta forums, was the people crying about the pass rush. Because they're used to having eight seconds to throw the ball, and that's not realistic. Okay, I mean it's just not. Um, you know, you shouldn't. You know, three to four seconds is about what you should expect to have to get rid of the ball. And like you said, if you've got a really good defensive lineman lined up against a bad offensive lineman, guess what? He's going to get torched a lot. That's real life. That's that's just how it gets. You know, and you've got to figure out ways to adjust and deal with it. That's your that's your job as the coach. So. Uh, I agree with you. I hope they don't nerf it. I really wish, and you know, I said this last year because I was I was in the beta and seen the forums. I don't know why EA doesn't do this. You know, we've got the three we got the three modes. They should require you before you can enter your feedback to answer the question: Are you talking about playing on arcade, comp, or sim mode? Why, why do you why think that, that is? Important. Why do you think? I think because I these think guys the are too smart not to know that. I think they don't do that because they don't plan on actually tuning the three different modes that different. That's my honest opinion because I'm thinking if I'm the game developer and I honestly had three modes that I really planned to tune differently, I would want to know exactly that question. I wouldn't just let people just toss their feedback out without giving me that information because how are you going to sort that information out when they when you don't have that information? They don't give you that, you know. So that to me that kind of signals. We're all going to get basically the same gameplay, which I don't like. Again, and I've said this before, why did you spend time making these three modes and you're not going to make them play that much different? So I don't like it. I really don't want them to nerf it. You know, if, if they nerf this game before launch or a month or two after launch, they're going to really tick so many people off because there's, there was a lot of people this past year who, who was on their last string with Madden because of how terrible the gameplay has been the last couple of years. People have gotten so fed up with it. Like I said, our league has never quit early, but we did this year because people were just so sick of playing that game. The gameplay was that bad, okay? People are fed up with it. EA cannot afford to come out after having that good of a beta and screw it up because some people cry. You've got to tell them to put on their big boy pants and learn to adjust. If you, if you, if they nerf it and they and they mess this gameplay up, I guarantee you their sales for 21 will be down from this year because people will say, you know, it's been said for the last few years, but this will really, this will be like the final nail in the coffin to me to a lot of people. If they make good gameplay pre-launch and at launch, and then they screw it up after launch, 
people are going to just be like, I've, I've had it with this. I've had, and myself included. Don't screw this up. You've got something good. You have, you have improved your gameplay greatly. Do not screw it up because you've got little kids crying because it's too hard for them. They can go play on arcade mode and you can make it easy for them. You know, or on comp mode and you can make it easier for them if they want it easier. But I've not seen anyone talking about on sim mode they thought pass rush was too much. So you got to leave it. I well, really hope they do. I don't know that they will, but we'll see. You heard it here first. Pooty T actually gave Madden a compliment. He says Madden 20, the beta was pretty good. And it was. It was super enjoyable. Uh, there have been several funny memes out there just about, please come back. I loaded it up just to see and like all these funny things. And it is. It is hard to go back and play 19 after playing 20. It just feels so much better. Let's talk about um, any questions that you and I still have that are out there. Thank you, guys, XCFL. Thanks for being here, Bryce. Again, another shout-out to Kev, all you guys for being on. If you have anything that you'd like to hear us talk about or hear our thoughts, if you just want to share your thoughts, uh, please, please feel free to go ahead and just uh, type in the chat there. But um, what's still out there that you're questioning? What, are, what is still out there that you hope to see before the real game drops in uh, a little over a month now? Um, well, this is one thing about the scenario engine that I had read, um, someone else experienced in their play with it. I didn't see this in the scenario engine, but they said that they drafted a running back who was, um, I think he was superstar dev. He might've been an X factor, but anyway, he didn't fit the team's scheme. And even though he was a starter, he made complaints about it. And it gave the guy the feeling that he would not resign with him when the time came. So he traded them instead. That's something I really would like to see more of out of this scenario engine. And I know that EA and Clinton have said what we saw in the beta was not the full scenario engine. It was just like a piece of it. So I think that's why we didn't see a lot of these things because they wanted, I kind of think they want to hold that back as a surprise. Kind of. And I hope that it does because I think for online leagues in particular, it can be a great thing because I think it would force people to actually focus more on drafting for your scheme fit over combine grade. Because that's what this guy said. He said he drafted this running back just off his combine grade, which is what most guys in online leagues do. But if if, if you're drafting and you know in the back of your mind there's a high chance that this guy's not going to resign with me if he doesn't fit my scheme, you might not pick him up. Instead, you'll go with someone who, like the best player that you see that fits your scheme. And I think that that leaves the door open for more, um, more variety in our drafts. You know, I've got, I don't know how many drafts we did this yet last year, but I did a, you know, recap of every single one of them on grown folks website for all of our drafts. And you can see once you, if you're picking out of the first two rounds, you must, you're just picking trash. I mean, that's what you're picking. You might get a fullback or you might get a defensive tackle. You know, but most of the time you're not picking up anything but trash because of how the combine grades are more were more overpowering than their actual attributes a lot of the times. And that's how people drafted. Um, and another thing, I still haven't gotten a confirmation exactly how this was. When I when I did scouting, I noticed that even sixth and seventh rounders were all having Bs all the way across the board. Some of them might have a C for their last letter grade, but most of them had Bs across the board. Like, that's not how it was before. No, and it's so I did read a tweet, and I thought we had seen the same tweet, and maybe I misunderstood it, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I did read that Clint, or someone, I could have swore it was Clint, I don't want to misquote, so I could be wrong on that. Um, Someone had responded that they graded rookies not as an entire class, so first-round grades do not equal a seventh-round grade. So a first-round B does not equal a guy that's in the seventh round as a B with those projected rounds. But they rated guys according to the round and the player that they were. So for a seventh-round quarterback, he has a B-rated arm, which is different than a first-round quarterback with a B-rated arm because he's a first-round talent. And 
that B-rated first-rounder is not the same as what you would think a B-rated NFL player that's in his third year would be, that those are all completely different and that those grades um, are not going to be spot on. So like a B in the sixth round is not going to be the same rating as a B in the second round, which is not going to be the same rating as you know, a running back in his third year that's already established in the league and that you would think would get like a B grade. Like those three yeah. things are actually very different and the rookies are rated um, as per what he is as a player and his rating and his ranking is where he'll be drafted. Yeah, and well, to me, the way that you're explaining that, I'm not sure that I really like that just because... No, I think there would be uproar about it, right? Well, I mean, if, if if that's how they did it, then basically, you're basically saying the guys four, I would say rounds four through seven, are all going to be trash because none of them have an A. And if they don't have an A for the fourth round, then that's not going to be equal to a B of the second round. So basically, yeah, you're, you're looking correct. at a C or a D. So you're back to this. You're back to this. I mean, I think I think within one or two drafts, it'll be so easy for people to pick out they'll say, well, none of these guys are worth picking, so we're just going to pick these top two or three projected round people. No, I can't argue with that. I don't don't, don't like that. But we both agree that old system where it gave you every ranking and you picked what ratings you were going to go after was probably the the slightly better system because right now everyone sees the same three attributes no matter what. Right. And, and 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 I've talked about I don't I don't like this system to begin with, and I don't I definitely don't like it if they're going to set it up to where it's even easier to pick out who the best players are because, you know, there's been play. Tom Brady was not a first round draft choice. He was not a second, third, or fourth round draft choice. I mean, there have been numerous players throughout history in the NFL who did not come out of the first and second round to become stars in the league, but in online leagues, that's almost the way it is every year. If you're not getting them in the first or second round, you might as well hang it up. I don't like that, you know. There's, I, I want to see more variety in our in our drafts, and you know, like you're talking about. I think it was Madden 15 when they had that scouting system. In our league, we saw more variety like that, and we saw guys picking guys up in the fifth round who ended up being stars in the league, you know. But we don't have that now because common grades, and everyone sees the same three grades for their top, you know, rankings. So I I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of still. I really want them to nail down and explain exactly how that scouting has been changed and how those ratings have been changed so that we can have a better idea of how that's going to play out. Yeah, I'd even add to... Go ahead. It it has potential to be a change in our leagues, but then if they do it wrong, then they just make it worse than it already is. So, I don't know. My bad for walking on top of you. I thought you were no, done. You're but fine. I, you're fine. my addition to that with those ratings and those rankings and just being really easy to figure out, especially in an online CFM. But honestly, like, I mean, if it's a draft, like that's who it's going to affect the most. I mean, there's it's probably a handful of guys that that do a lot of drafts uh, offline. But you know, whatever it is, what it is, it's going to mainly, in my opinion, affect online CFMs where guys are figuring it out, making it easy. My addition to that would be. The testing that I did uh, actually wasn't around a lot of ratings, but around the X factors. Like, how many X factors are we going to see per draft? Like, what's it going to look like? How many are going to come out? And honestly, the numbers, at least in my test, were pretty low. Um, You know, there were, uh, I'm thinking about one draft in particular. There were two X factors in the first four or five rounds worth of guys. I didn't check the entire draft, but in the first four or five rounds of, or three or four, I'd say, I I think I went up to the fourth round in a lot of positions. Um, There were one, two X factors, which was nice, right? We don't want to see 20 X factors being added, but what I don't know, and maybe you do know this, because I know a lot of people have asked different questions is, can X factors be earned through gameplay, right? Like, so if you have a rookie drafted in the third round, he starts to explode on the scene. Can he earn an X factor as you go? Or is an X factor just a thing that you either have or don't have at the very beginning? I'm, I'm pretty sure that I read this or heard someone mention this before. Um, I, I do think that they changed it to where a player doesn't lose dev grade now. And I mean, he might when he gets like older, but as far as like if he has a bad year, like last year, this happened quite often, actually. 
um, if he had if a player had a bad year, he would lose Dev. I think they removed that part, but I think they left in. I don't. I haven't really heard them say like last year. It seemed like if you sometimes if your guy won a weekly award, he might go up in Dev or something. Um, I feel like this might be more tied to a yearly thing, but I do I do recall hearing someone mention there is a potential for your player to go up in Dev. Right, based on what kind of a season he's had or something, but I don't think that it'll go down like it did last year. So I do think there is potential for that. Mm. That's one of those things we'll have to see if how often things like that happen. I don't, you know, if they took the time and they got these rookie draft classes to where they're not bringing, like you said, ten, fifteen, twenty X factors in at a time, I think it's probably not going to be easy for a player to go up to. Uh, X Factor. It might be easier for them to go up to a superstar, but not all the way up to X Factor. I, you know, I haven't really heard them say that, but I do remember hearing someone say that they can go up in Dev, but I don't think they can lose Dev based on their season that they had. Well, we're about 52 minutes deep here. Thank you again for everybody who, who tuned in. I hope that you enjoy it. Please feel free to leave your comments in the chat here. Leave your comments if you're watching this video after we've been live. We want to hear what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see us talk about, talk more about. Again, there's over 30 years of CFM commissioning experience here, and so we think that we offer a pretty unique perspective on um, gameplay and on CFM and on Madden in general. And so we hope that you guys enjoyed the podcast and appreciate all of you being on here tonight. Uh, let's put a bow on the show here. Just give me any closing thoughts. What are you uh, taking away from the beta, and what are you looking forward to before it drops? And I, I think I just want to check back in. We did this a couple weeks ago. Are you hot, cold, and different? Are you excited about this, Madden? What are you? Uh, well, the beta has now has me excited to, to play it. So that's definitely changed. You know, I wasn't excited before. I'm excited to play it now. I'm excited for the game to actually come out. The last few years, I was just kind of like, uh, here we go again. Um, I'm pretty excited about it right now. Um, I liked the gameplay, like I said. Uh not, not really, perfect, really, right? It wasn't perfect, no, no, but it was no. really darn good. I, I'm just going to say this. You know, I've played Madden since 1990. So, and I'm 42, so I'm kind of, my memory's not always there. But as far as gameplay in Madden that I can recall playing, I will say it's the best I've played. I agree with that. That's, I'm not saying, you know, that there wasn't some years before that I can, that I have forgotten about that was better than this, but overall, <clears throat> I felt this was the best gameplay I have played in Madden, which is why it has me excited. But that goes back right back to EA, and I, I beg them, as everyone else that has played it has begged them, do not nerf this, do not change this. Let it come out. You know, fix the bugs that people listed. There was, there was one RPO play that I found. Um, Power X something alert, I think. It resulted in a fumble every time. And the quarterback would go to throw it to the wide receiver, and he would throw it in the dirt every time. I don't know why, but every time I ran it, this is what happened, no matter how I did it. Um, but I reported it, and I want them to fix stuff like that, right? Fix the bugs and glitches that people found. Do not nerf the gameplay. Leave it alone. Let it set for two months. Give people time to adjust to it. Don't just wait a month and then change it up on us, please. That's that's you know that's to me that's really that they've gotten this far in the race, right? You know they're coming up on launch. They've gotten this far along in their development cycle. They've got a good product. Don't get next to the finish line and then choke. Uh, you know, don't do it. No, nope, I agree with you totally. It was one of the. Fun, I found myself uh, look. So Pootie and I are in the same community, grown folks online community for PlayStation 4, and we play a lot of PUBG. Um, we've got a pretty large group that plays every night, and it is, it's is—it's some of the most fun that I have. Um, I look forward to wrapping up my days every day, getting online and shooting the bull and uh, being inappropriate and laughing and joking and just cutting up with all the guys and the, and the one lady friend of ours who's Pootie's wife who plays. Um, yeah, yeah. But I found myself a not playing to play madden 20 beta like it was that much fun i can't tell you the last madden that i didn't just play my weekly game you know my advanced game and 
hang not touch Madden again until it was time to advance it and play my next game and do my scouting and do it and when we did I'd advance I'd quickly do my scouting my weekly stuff and I'd turn that puppy off and I would not touch it again until it was actually time for my scheduled game I'd load up right before it was time to play and I'd get off the second it was over I mean look you see me even recently last night where I was playing a PUBG match while I waited I mean I just this game was fun it was fun to play um, my questions are around the scenario engine. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I know that there are negative Nancys out there that really pissed all over it, and whatever, you have that right. But my question is, uh, how repetitive will it get? Um, is it going to continue to keep me engaged? I don't know. That's a tough, that's a pretty big ask for some of us, right? Like some of us, right. like you're, you, you guys are knocking out seven, eight, nine, ten seasons of Madden, like, that's a yeah. pretty big ask for EA. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's a big ask for EA to create a feature that you see every week that keeps you engaged over 10 seasons in a CFM. Like that's a it's a pretty large ask of them. But can it keep me engaged enough where it's not boring and it doesn't become um, it doesn't become just like a, a, a quickly button push through, right? Um, right? You know, training. I like it. I, I still love the way they do the training. But I don't get excited about it. Like, I don't feel like I really learn anything. Um, I kind of figure out, like, what are the trainings that I want to build my team. I get gold in those. And then it's just autopilot for the rest of that Madden uh, doing yep. those same trainings over and over. Um, will the scenario engine become that? If so, eh, I don't, you know, I'd maybe bring those efforts somewhere else. But I do give them credit for trying something. Uh, it yep. was fun over two days. I did find it. It made me think. It gave me something to read. It got me interested. It got me pulled in. And that's you and I talked about that. And we and there is a great debate about the next features, that wish list, all these things. And, and my wish list is not coaching carousel. And I know I people would want to shoot me uh, and hang me up for, for saying that. But I want things that engage my owners and keep them plugged in and get them to buy into their team, to sell out to their team, to really invest into their team. Uh, this draft has potential to make people do that. The scenario engine has potential to make people do that. Uh, and the gameplay is a really lot of fun. So um, there are some exciting things out there. And, and uh, look, we got Pooty to say he's excited about Madden. So that's a win for me. Um, again, thank you guys for being on the stream tonight. Thanks for supporting us and, and kind of engaging with us. Let me do some shout-outs, though, before we get out of here. I want to do right by Daddy Leagues. And this past week, they did release their PlayStation and Xbox Leagues of the Year. And, of course, it's the Bomber League for Daddy Leagues Madden 19 Xbox One League of the Year. Those guys really are the gold standard. Um, I, I know that they catch a flack from some people, but... I really respect them and respect what they do. Their stuff is top-notch. Their quality is top-notch. They are the best of the best when it comes to graphics, to videos, to uh, immersion. Um, they really do a great job on the Xbox side. Uh, and that's hard to say because I do have an Xbox One partner that I want to brag on, but I'm not grown folks right now. I'm, I'm dead at leagues right now, so I'm going to do that. And then uh, it's a it, it was an honor that... Um, it's labeled grown folks, but it's the OMFL and the grown folks online community, which is been my league for the last 20 years we're again the longest online cfm that i know of started back in 2001 as a pc league and played non-stop ever since then um and my wife kind of gives me this one little thing so uh, i do have that to kind of play around with and uh it's an honor to be their daddy leagues league of the year because there are some pretty magnificent leagues out there i showed a little earlier let me get it back up there again these are the mad 19 elite leagues uh, i think this list kind of goes in order um there's some really great leagues out there. We've seen XCFL on here tonight. Uh, Revolutions out there. You see a lot about them. Winter is coming. That was a new one I actually never heard of. Uh, the Dynasty, we know how awesome those guys are. Um, yeah. Crossfire, uh, which uh, I think you'll see some new information about them. They're pretty, they do some really amazing graphics, but uh, not to let the cat out of the bag, but they're going to be joining the Grown Folks online community here uh, shortly. Maybe even tonight we'll announce that. So 
Um, really excited about that. The WFL, we know them. Oh, Bobby, who is actually my, my family member, my cousin, and uh, I created that logo. So it's kind of cool to see them up there. They're a pretty, uh, in, you know, league that really pulls people in. Even the NBC made the list. Uh, look, and if Pootie T can get his team on the list, then anybody can do that. Uh, right. So just a lot of really great leagues. We want to honor all the Madden 19 Elite Leagues. Go check out that list daddyleagues.com forward slash elite underscore leagues um, give us a follow on daddy leagues daddy leagues on twitter um, i'm sure he'll uh, follow you right back to your league you can tag him he'll make sure to get your stuff out there and then one last little push for our last podcast if you didn't get it it's the talk podcast where we broke down ea play and all the things that were on ea play that's on the daddy leagues website um, and go check us out man give us some support let us know what you think about our podcast of course these are posted on the Grown Folks Online YouTube, uh, but I'll take any subs, any follows, uh, and we'll take any comments because we want to make sure that we're giving you the best content that we can. Pootie, we're an hour deep, my friend, and uh, we did it. We talked everything that there is to talk about when it comes to Madden 20. We're both super excited. Uh, not going to be a whole ton of news that's going to come out, but maybe we can rejoin again in two weeks. We'll be about three weeks out from the game there and just kind of talk about uh, how we see Madden 20 really affecting our CFMs and how we can make sure that we're keeping people engaged and just kind of share some ideas when it comes to Madden 20 because I know there's a lot of really super exciting news out there. Oh, yeah, I meant to say this, too. Um, on the Daddy League's Twitter, you can go to the very top. I meant to say that. I know Bomber League and also Soden Bowl, both of those leagues, da- Bomber League, Madden Bomber League, uh, MBL, and Soden Bowl, uh, S-O-D-E-N, Soden Bowl, they are both hosting some big Madden tournaments right now. So if you're into Madden tournaments and that's something that gets you super excited, uh, you better go check them out because you need to jump in there and, and be a part of what they're doing and go support those guys. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks here. We'll talk about some Madden 20 stuff and how it's going to affect our CFM. And maybe we'll even get some new news out. Who knows? Um, but it's been a pleasure, Pootie. Thank you so much for joining me here on a Friday night. Uh, yes, sir. Let's, go, uh, let's go shoot some people on PUBG now. That sounds fun to me, man. It's been fun, and I uh, hope everyone has a good weekend. And we look forward to uh, look forward to the release of this Madden. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you guys for supporting us, man. We really appreciate you. Much love. God bless you this week. We'll see you. Peace. <laughs>